Hey folks, welcome to episode either 38 or 39 to uh, uh, this episode of Biomast. I'm not real sure which one it is, and at some point somebody's going to correct me. Uh, and the more, I talk about the, the more I talk about the fact that I don't know what episode it is, the less likely this ride is able to actually edit it out like he attempts to do every show. So uh, we do have a pretty full house tonight. We're going to get going right into the, um, into the intros here in a little, little bit. Uh, we're going to do our normal CPM update uh, with, with the team that we have on. Also, we're going to talk a little bit about halves, uh, i.e. tanks and or ground vehicles, I guess, uh, in addition to halves, you know, heavy heavy attack, heavy assault vehicles, whatever those, those things are. Uh, thank you. And once we once we do that, we'll talk a little bit about some um, some of the iterations that Rattati has put out now officially about PC in terms of sort of their first kind of official cut on what may or may not be uh, be the next the next evolution of PC. Uh, and then we'll see kind of where the conversation takes us. But like I said, we have a lot of folks on tonight. So let's go ahead and get going. Uh, we're going to start at the top of the list. Lethargic, intro, please. Hey, everyone. It's Lethargic, a crew-heavy member of uh, Bloodline Rebellion. Awesome. Bam. Uh, good evening. Uh, Bam Mavik here. Uh, Part-time bacon enthusiast and a full-time beer lover. Uh, yeah, cheers. Good deal. Godin? Hello, I'm Godin, uh, drifter, and your fishy overlord. Yes, okay. Ironwolf? I'm CP1 Ironwolf. I serve as the council's home secretary, and don't put water on me, I might rust. Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> I will. Alright, uh, Pokey? Or, correction, Ocelot? Hello, I'm Ocelot, uh, aspiring forum warrior, your friendly neighborhood commando advocate, and Galente advocate. Also, part-time avocado advocate. This this bodes well for the show. Um, Pokey? I'm Pokey Draven, uh, from OSG Planetary Operations and co-host here on Biomast. SMB? Uh, yeah, Sir Manboy here, member of CPM1, one of the directors at Molan Labe, uh, which is in General South Alliance. Thanks for having me. Good deal. And Zell? Yep. Uh, CPM1 Soraya Zell and a co-host here on the show. Okay. And I'm Jason Larison. I am uh, one of the co-hosts here on Biomast. I am a member of OSG Planetary Operations, and I fly with Agony Unleashed in the Eve side. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump right into it, guys. We got our our kind of a, our stock panel of CPM members like our regulars here with uh, Iron Wolf and Superman Boy, and we also have our, our co-host, Raya. So, guys, is there anything on the hook that you can uh, give us from uh, the CPM world? Don't all talk at once. Okay. Uh, I, have, I have gone in contact with CCP Frame about the elections, and he said he'll he's putting something together for one to see, so hopefully that'll be, that'll be available to you guys pretty soon. Um, as far as uh, other regular busy work, we've been really busy trying to keep up for Tidy. He's just going like 100 miles per hour, and <laughs> it's a lot of stuff to do. Awesome. Okay. Well, that's that's definitely good news. Uh, I'm curious, are you guys keeping up with the uh, what's happening on the east side with the CSM summit? Um, yeah, I've been I've been reading the notes um, uh, day in and day out as they come out. So yeah, that's pretty impressive. They're actually getting uh, summaries, ex executive summaries of the notes out essentially 24 hours after the discussion. They've done that four days in a row. That was pretty impressive. Y yeah, it's um, something that they have uh, they have not done. Uh, before it's usually uh, a process that drags on for um, months, and uh, 
it, it uh, appears that uh, actually uh, CCP Logibro um, has done a lot of the writing for that this year. Yeah, now these aren't the full minutes either. That, my understanding is that actually comes later. This is literally a like a summary, like roughly about a page, page and a half summary of each of the individual meetings that they've had over the last four days. Um, and and I, I thought I was absolutely amazed when they started releasing those because like you said, I'm, I'm used to those coming out over weeks. Um, I, I am curious, guys. I know we've kind of kicked it around or, or mentioned it in passing, but uh, have you... Are you guys looking at doing like a Shanghai summit at some point? I know there was a lot of talk about that at one point. It still talks. Okay, like like you guys are asking to do it, or there's just they're trying to figure out the logistics of it. I don't think I'm allowed to go any further details, so we're just going to leave it at it's still under talks. Well, at okay. least we got something out of them this week. Well, no, I, I think I and the reason I asked it, it wasn't to put anybody on the spot. It was literally, you, you know, it it is a highlight event for the CSM on the eve eve side when they execute their summit, uh, and that's usually uh, where that's that's one of the tangible ways that players get to see what the CSM is doing uh, and how they are interacting with CCP. Uh, and, and, and you also get a good, tea, you know, a good picture of perhaps some of the things unfolding in the near future. So it, it was very timely. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to bring it up to you guys. And it, it, you know, it wasn't really to get you in an uncomfortable spot, but I was just trying to determine if there was going to be any sort of, you, you know, kind of kind of parallel or similar action coming on uh, from the dust side. And it sounds like there's at least some discussion of it. I mean, it's just one of those things I wish I would be able to talk with you more frankly, but I'm afraid that this belongs into the realm of in, well deep with the NOM, CCP's own business, and that's probably the reason why we're not going to be able to talk about it any further. So okay. I do apologize for that, but we are still talking with CCP about the possibility of having this summit, and I really hope that we actually do get one. But that's that's between uh, CPM and CCP to figure out. Yeah, sorry, Jay. Yeah, yeah, no drama, guys. Like I said, like I said, it was just a timely topic to bring up. Um, okay, all right. So let's kind of dive right in, and uh, we'll kind of kick it off with the first top topic, which uh, has been sort of the uh, the revive or the uh, you know kind of the zombie rise up of the uh, HAVs or the tanks, if you will. Um, and there's been a lot of discussion about ground vehicles writ large that that have been offshoots of the of the tank discussion. So. Uh, what I would like to do is basically uh, I'm going to turn this over to Pokey for a minute to basically give a very brief recap of sort of where we're at in the process. Like, I, you know, we all know that we started out with the Rattati. Okay, boys, let's try to figure out this tank thing post, which is that's basically what it said. And, you know, fast forward to this point. Um, if you can give us a quick recap of roughly where we stand uh, and then maybe we can kind of open it up for some thoughts because I know we've got. Uh, a couple, three uh, very active vehicle players in the room tonight to, to provide some feedback. Uh, so does that sound okay to you, Pokey? Pokey? Silence. Okay, Pokey. So if you don't answer me, I'm going to turn this over to Godin. And whatever he says, we're going to... He's not, he's he's not even in the channel. Damn. I was... I, this is my ultimate <laughs> opportunity for a troll. Well, I was going to basically say what Pokey would say. Okay. No, 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 no. Yes, I would. With, you have to work with me on this. This is your. This is. This is. This was your opportunity to say whatever you wanted, and we would just all claim that's what Pokey really said. Uh, all right. Just so, saying, geez. but we're the vex okay. um, I am here now. Sorry, my my Netflix to disconnect at the worst possible time. 
No, no, yeah, no drama. So basically, you were about to give us a brief synopsis of where we're at in the uh, the the tank slash ground vehicle discussion, uh, and and roughly where you th- where we think it's heading based on interaction, your guys' interaction with Rotati, and then we'll kind of go from there. Sure, sure. So um, basically, Rotati came out with a, a second thread and kind of uh, archived the the ones he had before, but basically. Um, I would say he did a, a really good job at picking through the feedback and, and getting out some of the best points, at least in my opinion, of, of what the, the player base actually wants. So I'm, I'm glad to see that. But overall, what we're looking at, um, and this is specifically for the HAVs, he really hasn't commented on, on LAVs yet. That's kind of a, a, a pet project further down the line. He's looking at it, but it's it's not a, a focus right now. But basically what we're looking at is kind of a rework of everything. Um, for the, the HAVs specifically, the, one of the big ones is we're moving to a tiered system, so there'll be standard advanced prototype tanks. Um, they will have all the same slot layouts, but the you know lower tiers will have less resources, meaning you can fit less uh, lower tiered modules on them. Um, and so there's going to be two types of basic HAVs. There's going to be the, the standard one and then a solo HAV, and basically these tanks come pre-fit with turrets, and the standard one's going to be pre-fit with Kind of like those yellow uh, turrets or weapons you see in your starter fits where you can't remove them, but you can swap them if you want. But those come pre-fit. You cannot remove them. They're on there. And uh, the standard ones will have a large turret and two small turrets, and the solo will have just the large turret. And that's, I think, kind of a workaround for not having a vehicle lock, which we should have, but regardless. Um, and then the resource adjusted accordingly so that they have equal fitting capabilities, you know, taking into account the, the lack of smalls or whatnot. Um, beyond that, what we're moving to is having two uh, variants of the, the the tanks for the advanced tier, or rather the specialty tier, and one is basically a uh, what you'd call like a destroyer, or it's like a heavy anti-vehicle tank. It has no small turrets. Um, it's going to get bonuses to its large turret. It's a glass cannon, lots of damage, very low defense, very easy to kill if you're an infantry. So, you know, that's going to be your tank killer. And then there's the, um, I forget what he called it, but it was like a heavy, uh, it's an ultra heavy uh, attack vehicle. And that's going to be basically like a very slow, very high defense bonuses for your small turrets. That's meant to be like an infantry killer, but... Like a marauder? Right. Like he's he's intentionally avoided the the terms marauder and enforcer, but that's basically what they offer. Um, So yeah, that's that's what you can kind of expect is the, the two basic tanks and then the two advanced tanks. Um, some other minor things like he wants to add in fragmented uh, missile launchers, which are a, a bigger radius, less direct impact sort of thing. Um, add in some uh, of the old modules we had, like uh, you know tracking computers, heat sinks, stuff like that. That's all good. And he wants to have some, as he quoted, repurposed hulls. And so he's going to have two in, instead of you know we obviously don't have the the models or the art assets for the racial vehicles. What he wants to do is take like uh, a Kaldari, the Gunlaji model, and paint it like, you know, rusty, and that'll be like a Mimitar variant, and then take the Galente model and paint it gold, and that's going to be the Amar variant. So we'll have pseudo-racial vehicles. They won't necessarily look that different other than color, but they will behave as if they were that race's vehicles. So that's that's a good step. That's a good step in the right direction. But, I mean, that that's mostly it. He hasn't really, you know, gotten to direct numbers or anything specific like that, but he's kind of outlined... This is where we want to go with it and, you know, give me numbers. Because he's admitted himself he doesn't really know vehicles that much. So he's relying on the community a lot. So, like I said, he took the feedback really well in the first thread. If you've got ideas, you got proposals for numbers, get in there. He's listening. He's watching. So that's that's good stuff. But, yeah, that's about it. 
Okay. All right. So let me open it up to the floor. What what all you bros think about this? The only thing that I I'm not sure about is the solo um HAVs because like they have the same sort of fitting, right? And he said that there's gonna only take away the um fitting requirements for the turrets. So what's the point of adding that when you can't really use it? Because you're gonna be able to make the same sort of fit with the solo vehicle versus the um the regular HAV. So yeah, what's that, the point? That's actually something that was that I I brought up and I I have a bit of a concern with is you know my my standing issue is um you know that if you have more people involved it, you know it should be harder to to destroy and I think that the the issue with having the solo have and the non solo have be effectively the same is it it. Either either you're making a solo tank way too powerful by being equivalent to a three-player tank in in uh, survivability, or you're making the three-player tank underpowered because it can't um, because it's three people that can be destroyed easily by one person. One person should equal one person, and I think that a, th- a tank that's effective with three people should be m- much more durable and much more capable. Um, you know, at the cost of being very difficult to effectively use for a single player. Um, I would have to disagree with that, because if a small turret is effective on its own, like it used to be in, say, Chromosome, well, not now, um, if the small turrets were good enough, then that's a non-issue. I I don't know. I think defensive, like, the actual defensive capability of the vehicle matters quite a lot in that. Yeah, but if you make the the normal HAV defensively better than the solo, then solo players will just use the normal one because there'd be no reason not to. Which is, which is why I think that you should have something like the. I, I, st- I still go back to a proposal that's it's been around since the beginning of time. I think it was a great idea then, and it's a great idea now. And I think that is to um, have you know three player tanks be incredibly powerful vehicles that take a lot to get off the field. They absolutely unbreakable tanks but the driver doesn't get the main turret and the modules are you know another seat so that you have to either switch seats or you have to have multiple people working together on comms it becomes a teamwork vehicle or it becomes crippled for one person to use absolutely not refuse i mean they even still like this this proposal works even better with the concept of having a separate solo tank to hand out to the people who absolutely insist on being able to be the main gunner, driver, etc., everything OP person. That class still exists, but I think this is a great opportunity to create a to create a vehicle class that absolutely hinges on teamwork to create an incredibly powerful vehicle. Assuming you've got your teamwork, though, what's what's the trade-off then? Because if you've got your te- teamwork and everyone's doing what they sh- should be doing, it, it has no drawbacks to being so powerful. Well, it's consuming it for in the same way that it's it's consuming multiple people on your team. Bear in mind that having two people in your tank is two less infantry on the field. That's the balance. So creating a stomping vehicle is okay in your mind because less infantry to deal with. I, I think it should it, for your suggestion. It should have like maybe a twenty-five or even fifty percent speed penalty. I, I mean, I could see that. I, you know, it, particularly since it would be um, the defenses of such a vehicle would be a lot higher. Um, it would need you'd need 
to it to not be able to outrun the heck out of everything. Um, but you know, the sort of thing where you have this vehicle with two two spare gunners, you know, coming in, rolling in, and it can just roll in and wreck everything. But that's at the cost that it is, you know, half a squad um, operating the thing, and that's you know, two additional people not on the field. Because that's the problem with tanks that's always been there, is if a tank is more powerful than an infantry person, in a 16v16 game, that means that the per- the team with more tanks is the team with more power. And you have that's why your, your power has to equate how many people are involved. Because we can't... It's a 16v16 game. You can't call in re- for reinforcements to get additional players to compensate for, you know, someone's bigger, more powerful players. Uh, You're also thinking really shallowly, though. I mean, shallow. I mean, a tank can't hack an objective. It can't go into a building. It can't... Those are, those are all irrelevant points. It's, it's, not, <laughs> irrelevant. it's not irrelevant you because you're... No, 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 let me finish. It's not irrelevant because you're saying that the power level is equivalent, but there are things that infantry can do that tanks cannot. So you can't make a direct comparison And you can also instantly jump in and out of said tanks. Well, that's an entirely different that's a issue. Separate question. That, that, yeah. that is, should be something that should be added. I think there should be a timer for climbing in and out of vehicles in general. But, but I that, mean, that's, that's, that's irrelevant. A, that's a big... No, it's not irrelevant. As long as that exists, you can't... Those, those statements that you made are irrelevant because they can do all of the things infantry can do. I've seen... You know, I, I remember seeing gameplay where they, they'd roll, you know, four tanks to an objective, surround the objective, and one guy would jump out of their tank and go hack the objective. That's the thing I've seen in game more than once. Not in the current balance, but the 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 point is, is it's it's not, you know, it's not like you're you're actually taking any sort of crippling effect whatsoever in being a tank. You're, you're saying I've... that as a, as a tank, I can I can be in a tank and I can do everything an infantry can because what your example is not someone in a tank, that's someone getting out of a vehicle and going and doing something and taking a risk by getting out of the vehicle. No, while taking no vul... Yeah, because being surrounded by three ta- three other tanks defending you is a real big vulnerability there, Pokey. Yeah, you, you, so teamwork OP, nerf it, is that what you're saying? Well, no, the problem is you, when you have that many vehicles that you can have on the field that are greatly more powerful than an infant- the infantry suit... That means that the most vehicles you have is the most power your team can have. That's very relative to the to the geography of the map. There's a lot of maps where they have urban sockets that tanks are not not that useful in. In almost any case, it, it's two thirds of every map. It's easily winnable if you have tank dominance. You, and when you look at the fact that then you are controlling where people can play on the field on the other team, if you if you have vehicles and they don't, um, it's it's not it doesn't make a lot of parity sense to be able to say that this vehicle is going to cause, you know, be more powerful than X number of other people or take X number of people to drive away slash hopefully actually be able to destroy. Which, um, which maps are you thinking you know, of that, um, that a tank that tanks in general or vehicles in general can control more than half of the points on it? Most of them. I would strongly disagree with that. Because <laughs> typically, typically on a five-point map, which is your standard you know, PC map, you've got three objectives inside the complex and two in the outside. So the two in the outside, yes, are open. They're more vulnerable to vehicles, which is probably a good thing because vehicles need to be irrelevant. But overall, they are still only controlling 40% of the map. No. For you, you've got a lot of four-point maps, too, in the rotation, especially for PC as well. And the other thing is that even in the case of 
say, one of the few city sockets that are completely unreachable by a vehicle, or the um, outside the, the outside sockets that some of are, in, in, in fact, a little bit difficult to get to actually, say, hit someone at the point um, with a vehicle, you still control who goes in and out of that point completely. Um, Excel, I would just like to point out that going into a city at all with an HEV, it's like a death sentence if AV's in that city. Just like to point that out. In an earlier point, you were complaining that if one side has vehicles and the other side doesn't, that the side that doesn't have vehicles is screwed, but if you don't bring the proper tools to a fight, you really can't complain about being ineffective. Well, the question is, is how many tools are required for that fight? Again, if it's one tool, my forge gun. Thank you very much. If if the balance, if the balance is created that one player's tank can be destroyed by one AV, then that's balanced. If it's not, if it's if it requires multiple people, if you're talking about a tank making a tank powerful enough, then it's that it needs multiple AV. Then the tanks are OP. Or if you create a situation where someone may like has like a three-person tank like these non-solo tanks and then it only it still only requires one av to kill it like um it pretty much does now for solo tankers then you're actually making av overpowered because the defensive capabilities of three players is essentially been thirded which is why i said if small turrets were capable enough to defend the hav then that would not be an issue yeah, absolutely. Because what what, what Gone's getting at is that if large turrets, which as as Rattati has stated, are meant to be an AV weapon, and so like all AV weapons, they are not easy to kill infantry with. I mean, you can do it with some of them, but it's very hard to do. I mean, hitting someone with a plasma cannon or a forge gun, in unless in a certain situation, is is pretty difficult to do. So a solo tanker innately is weakened because he's going to have a harder time dealing with AV infantry because his large turret is not good at dealing with infantry. But if you have a three-person tank and it is manned with small turrets which are designed to kill infantry, that tank is innately stronger at dealing with more people because it can actually fend off attackers. So you're thinking too shallow, which is pretty common in people who don't actually run vehicles. But the fact of the matter is, it's not just a damage defense number balance. There's a lot of situations where it's like it's about the terrain, it's about the effectiveness of the turrets, it's about the effectiveness of the weapons, where they're being fired from, you know, how the, the situation is. And so you can't sit there and just say, oh, well, they need to be, you know, three times easier to kill because they've only got one guy in it. it it's more to it than that. I'd also like to point out something that you said, Pokey. Um, you said that large turrets are supposed to be AV, and I would not necessarily say that. I would say that they need to be anti-anything that's big, like installations. Well, or if they sure. add in my um, point of structures, things that could affect the map that you could destroy and repair and stuff, those too, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, this goes back to, to EVE, basically, where big turrets are meant to kill big things and small turrets are meant to kill small things. That's really what it comes down to. It's yeah. more than just damage and defense. It's, you know, damage application and effectiveness as well. Of course. I think Renati's been playing uh, Battlefield 4. This sounds like Battlefield 4 mentality. Um, the tank shell, if you miss, you miss the individual on the field. Wait for the gun to reload. Fire again. Time delay so on and so forth, and the turret on top is your anti-personnel sort of thing, uh, tank on tank, or tank on left, yeah. I think he'd be playing Battlefield 4, he's borrowing ideas. I like these ideas. Well, that's just it's common sense, more, 
or less. Because just think about it. You have a big ass turret. Why would you use that to shoot at something so insignificantly small compared to your big vehicle? You know? Because I've got a forge gun and I'm going to go stick it up your ass. That's what I... Huh. Oh dear. I don't know. Hey, oh no. I'm, I'm actually... I went on and I pulled up the maps. The, uh, the actual skirmish maps. And... I'm looking at I think pretty much all the four point maps right now. I like I, I'm not I'm honestly not seeing what you're talking about, Zill. I mean the majority of these maps have like more than fifty percent, like over half, like sixty percent of the points in locations that are either a inaccessible, b or b extremely difficult to put effective fire on. Uh, from like a tank position, the closest one that that gets to what you're talking about is is uh, line harvest, uh, because the uh, you know three of the four points are relatively open, and the fourth one you can argue that you could probably you know like skirmish alpha you could push a tank down onto. So that's like that's Not literally really. the only one that I could see that that fits the description that you're talking about. Okay, Jay, well sometimes you me the so map diagrams and a red amazing. pen and I'll show you, but uh, it's kind of hard to 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 discuss map design uh, over a podcast. So, um, I, I, I can agree with Jay on this because, you know, I, I'm a pilot. I, I go through this, and he's right. Most of the, the maps, if there's a point, it, it's usually very hard to get a shot in there. Just because those areas are so... No, it's, it's, those areas it's not are so just small about being to able get to hit, into. It's not just about being able to hit the hack point. It's being able to determine who can get into the hack point in the first place. Because every single, you, you know, every single outside objective is an island surrounded by massive amounts of open free space. And sure, and every, that means if they and, want to dismount their tank to come in and try to take the point, I have killed a lot of people that have tried that or stolen their tanks, like a lot. Like that's that's generally why tankers that know what they're doing don't get out of the tank at all ever. As soon as you get that in that thing, either you get out to switch fits or just get rid of it, or you keep in that thing the entire match. Except for doing the fact that you can compete <laughs> keep it for the entire <laughs> yeah, match. Yeah, fair one. <laughs> the fact that you can keep it for the entire match is probably part of the problem. Oh, I see some pros do that too. On occasion. So, uh, I had some questions in regards to, uh, Rick Caddy's post, uh, and, uh, Red Mermaid Racial Parody. Is he planning on giving us maybe some projectile turrets and maybe some energy turrets for our new 11 tanks? Possibly. He hasn't really mentioned it specifically. It's mostly focusing that's, on the hulls right now. That's later down the line, if we get to that point. I personally think that the, uh, the rail turret should be completely removed and replaced with a projectile artillery cannon because i think the caldari have two turrets right now and it's just it's it's not good for parody um galente has two as well because rails are a galente used now okay let's all right before before we hold on hold on so before we get into a lore foo battle when i can trust you trust you none of you will be able to snatch the fucking pebble from my hand on this um they are both considered a hybrid turret. Galente and Caldari share hybrid bonuses. Okay, they share the the tech for the hybrids because they're effectively the same thing, shooting different kinds of flavors of ammo. So you you are somewhat correct in that there are two Caldari systems. It is true that the Caldari favor rails. 
I would I would say to your point though, having the Caldari hulls favor the missile turret probably works better from an overall uh, an overall standpoint though. You mean rockets? Well, no missiles or rocket, whatever you want to call them. They don't lock it on that's the point. I just hate people calling them missiles because they don't work like missiles. Except as they're in... actually called missile turrets, aren't they? Yeah, hmm, I know. Funny. Which is the problem. It just annoys me. So you have to manually fire your rockets in Eve, huh? It, uh, he's got you there. I'm talking about how they perform. As, assault missiles and rockets perform as a high rate of fire solution versus missiles being more of an alpha, slower rate of fire solution. So what it sounds like is that if you took the missile turret, you can develop a couple, two very easy easy fixes to uh, a Caldari system. You know, and this is the other thing, the, the turrets don't really have, like the, the have turrets don't really have, uh, God, that's a horrible pun. Uh, the tank turrets don't really have variants to them, uh, the larger ones, if, if I'm correct. But the, at least the missile sets itself up really well where you can have something where you have a slower rate of fire, high alpha strike type activity, and then the shorter rate of fire, assault type activity. And then if you took if you treated the the rail and the blaster as sort of variants of the hybrid class, you're probably onto something. And then you can get into the game later of potentially adding, you know, the beam or the pulse lasers, which I think might be some art art activity with the same turret, you know, that kind of stuff and some numbers in a spreadsheet. I'm a huge fan of uh, auto cannons and artillery. Uh, I, you know, again, you'd probably have to use the same art assets and then work a, you know some kind of special effect in some different numbers in the uh, in the spreadsheet but it sounds like you could kind of get to something pretty close to the, the the weapon structures that you have in Eve which technically would fit probably closer to what like a tank is running like a small turret in, in on an on an Eve frigate is pro- probably maybe about what you would expect to have on a tank actually it's extra large turrets in dust as um small turrets in Eve we had extra large that? turns before <laughs> Oh, they're actually still actually. in. They're the ones that are on MCCs. It, no, but the facilities used to have them mounted too. Yeah, I get that. So I had a, a question in regards to missile turrets. I was wondering if, uh, like, I had posted this back before, uh, back a while ago, and I, and I was thinking, what if we uh, made two variants of the missile launcher? Because I, I, I thought the same thing. It's like these are actually behaving like unguided missiles mi- missile systems aka rockets so what if we gave like uh one variant be like basically an extremely large swarm launcher like where it requires a lock-on i wouldn't say lock-on i would say sort of like a laser guided sort of system or passive tracking as in you don't lock on but it'll sort of like home in if it's in a certain range, kind of like an AV nade. I yeah. don't really like the idea of a lock and shoot sort of system because it doesn't really require that much skill. But those other two systems do because you still have to kind of aim it. Uh, but actually, on the other act- hand, you wouldn't have any defense against infantry. Actually, you Your know, small turrets, bro. No, oh, hold on. Like it's it would actually be really easy to have like. Uh, you know, a swarm style mechanic, all you really have to do for the large missile turrets then at that point is just adjust their tracking on the missile. Like they, they take a degradation to tracking. So they're not going to, they're not going to be as agile as a swarm 
but you get a similar effect that's probably more 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 game friendly than you know the AV nade you know ma- you know magnetic homing. Yeah, that's Couple. pretty fair. Because I mean, uh, it's the turret's got 300 meter range, but if you ever use them, you can't hit shit at 300 meters if it's moving. So, I mean, it, it's kind of pointless to have that range because most of the time you can't even use it because the missiles just don't travel fast enough, and it's hard enough to hit a target with that much travel time. Oh, um, for a missile, I would say that you would need to increase the speed since you would try to begin at longer ranges. That's just me. Yeah, speed is a very powerful balancing factor when it comes to things that could attract people. If you make it really slow, that gives people plenty of time to find cover or break the lock, so to say. But if you um, make it too fast, then um, yeah, it's not not a lot of fun anymore. I think you know I, I would uh, offer this. That... I was saying, regardless, if um, if there was going to be an actual missile launcher put into the game, whatever it was, it would need to be faster than rockets because you're going to be doing at those longer ranges. Mm, well, that's, I mean, it, there's a lot of ways to crack that, but one thing I would, and, and I come at this from, you know, you know, pretty much almost purely an infantry player. I've dabbled in tanks, like militia stuff, but um, the one beef that I actually have about, like, I don't obviously have the, the rage about tanks that, like, that Zell does. Uh, and that's based on his play experience and mine, and my feelings are based on my play experience. I found that, you know, infantry-based AV, if used used well in conjunction with other vehicles tends to beat the shit out of other enemy vehicles pretty well. Uh, and I haven't had too big of a beef with it. Um, the one thing I would say that is truly the bane of the infantry is, is actually the, you know, the hybrid blaster turret, you know, the, the large blaster turret. And that thing's gone through a lot of different iterations. Um, I, I think, uh, and, and right now what I've been experiencing with the large blaster turrets is, you can you could still kind of get damn well sniped with those things pretty well, and it's you, I know it's a fine line. You, you do you want to make you know high dispersion? You know what do you want to do with the accuracy and all that kind of stuff? But I think ultimately the the blaster turret, the large blaster turret on the tank, is really where the biggest balance issue between. Um, you know, tanks and infantry really is. I think that's the crux of it. And I just, like I said, that's based on my experience, my play experience as an infantry guy. You know, like the defenses, their speed, you know, AV weapons, I, I can work with all that. The, what kills you if you're an infantry guy it ultimately is, you know, not counting dropships, it's really blaster turrets on, you know, the large blaster turret on the tank. If a dude rail snipes me from the red line, I, okay, Roger that. I, I can't do much with that, and I and frankly, it doesn't bother me all that much. But it's the blaster turrets that just crush you. I'll say it once, and I'll say it again: shotgun. Yeah, I mean the the thing with the blaster is that it actually is a pretty crappy AV turret. It it really underperforms compared to the missiles and the rails because its DPS is not that great given its its range limitations. I mean. When it comes to infantry, the, the main issue is that if you make the the spread too much, then you have trouble hitting vehicles with it. So, it, like you said, it's it's a difficult thing to balance. Uh, there's been a couple thoughts about kind of reworking exactly how the blaster works because it, currently it, it feels more like uh, like an auto cannon to me, where it's it's a machine gun basically, and I think it's it, it can be better served like a you know more of a, a burst of damage, like like Owen said, like a shotgun or I know True Adamant's is supposed like a, a multi shot plasma cannon sort of deal. But I mean, the, the issue is, it's like, how do you make something be useful at hitting big targets and not too good at hitting small targets? I mean, to be fair, 
you may be getting feel like you're getting sniped with it, but honestly, the spread is so nasty on the thing; it's it's almost entirely up to luck if it hits you or not because it, well, it's all over the place. What, what I what I've seen is guys literally firing like one to two rounds, like like almost like a burst, like a a burst rifle, and because like the first round is usually pixel on accurate. Yeah, that that's probably fair. I mean, the, and you might remedy that by maybe increasing the minimum dispersion and make that larger to prevent kind of that that burst firing where you you have very low dispersion because you're not fully firing full auto. Yeah, I, and and that's that. Like I said, that's kind of my only beef about it is uh, at at a, at a distance of I think around 200 meters, I was getting pummeled pretty bad by basically blaster tur- turrets taking single fire shots uh, at us. Uh, and it, you know, to their credit, you know, they were using the mechanics given to them. So I don't fault them for that. But again, it goes back to that's really the, that's really the ultimate anf- anti-infantry tool that tanks have. So I don't, I don't really know how to balance that. Maybe your idea about sing- first shot dispersion would work well, but I know it'd probably make, it'd probably make some of the tanker crowd go bananas. Um, yeah, that, that's why I kind of suggested shotgun and especially, uh, having a optimal that's like nowhere near that for infantry i would say like 35 to 40 meters range because that's the sort of optimal that you'll use with a blaster anyways now and then say a 51 but then it drops off really really fast because you're not going to be using a blaster at those ranges in the first place unless you're trying to snipe somebody so I'm just afraid of the hit detection because shotgunners already complain about it. They'll put a whole magazine in some guy at point blank and they all miss. What? I've never had that. It, yeah, it'll happen. It, yeah. It's fairly common with shotgunners and snipers. I've seriously never had that. Like, not since like 1.3. Hey, can, can I ask like a total a total rabbit hole here? But just a single question to the to you guys that are that really understand the mechanics of it is the hit detection associated with the weapon firing or the suit or is it both it's generally been associated with the weapon in question okay no no i was just uh, yeah because some weapons it's just like it's so bad and sometimes it's because i noticed that with large blasters it used to be that i could hit fine with um my blaster hitting a vehicle right but as smaller the vehicle got, it would be harder for me to hit because of hit detection. And in infantry, sometimes it just wouldn't even do anything. That was about chromosome to 1.4, 1.5. And then it started to get better over time. Okay. Now, I, so let me kind of progress the discussion a little bit. Has I know there's been really the majority of the focus has been on tanks. But have there been uh, some secondary discussions on other ground vehicles? Like working the labs and doing some other stuff like that. I try, but no one really just caught that on. There will there, the assumption is there that we'll eventually have to do that as well for the LAVs and the dropships. But and right now the conversation is not focused around them, is because well those things are expected to be easy out the door because there's not much to do with them. Okay, all right, that's no, that's fair. I I think in the LAVs, honestly, if um. Like if they fix if they work the small turrets if they get the small turrets in a good place that will make the LAVs pretty useful. Uh, oh, that and ultimately the vehicle skill tree is really the biggest thing that holds the LAV back. And that's just my personal opinion. I would say that it's more of the because LAVs at the moment and really over time 
as the tech one version anyways they've not been really useful and because a the small turret sucks b the fact that that third passenger doesn't really do anything and see it the thing handles like a sports car and most of the time when you're using the lav it's off-road so it's like this thing's painful to drive as yeah. i the other thing is is that your uh, gunner is extremely exposed and there's no way for the driver to you know m monitor his health uh, effectively to know if he can get the duck out of fudge. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, fair. As I said before, I'd really like for them to remodel the labs and their uh, handling so that those two problems would be handled. As I suggested, um, Rittati should go look at the crew's raid spec vehicles as far as handling and some sort of doom buggy like look for the modeling and protection for the gunner yeah i was i'm sitting here just thinking about it i would uh like it, there's there's a part of me that says i would rather do away with the single like the little tank destroyer idea you know or or modify that where that's not a tank it's like an LAV that mounts like an over, like it's, you know, imagine like an A team, you know, in duct tape strap of a, like a rail gun on top of a lav. And that's basically what you're running around. And that, that to me, that would be, there's some comic value in that, but it, it would actually be pretty cool. I always thought that that should be a math sort of thing. Yeah. No, nah, I'm with you. And how, also, how, uh, how hard would it be to put a cloaking device? Not that hard, but it, we're going to be a bigger question on balance. I would love to see a tank decloak in front of like a squad of dudes rolling up to an objective. <laughs> we're, we're, we're that would be so cool to have before that. Before that, I would like to see vehicles in general just get, be given the equipment slots. I'd be pretty terrified of a cloaky tank. I, I've always <laughs> thought um, I've always thought a, a cloaky dropship for deployment would be really really cool though. Force recon drop ship, like, bro. No, no turrets on the thing at all. Just, just like zoom in, drop stuff, and disappear. That'd be legit. That'd be fun. But does the cloak interfere with locking with swarms? Um, I would think so. Please, God, say I yes, have no idea. <laughs> all right, hold on, hold on. All right, lethargic had some. Okay. What are you guys all scared about of a cloaky tank? The thing could be blue and it's big and you're not going to miss it. That's like being scared of a cloaked titan, you know, in Eve. You're going to see a silhouette, you know, yep. if it's cloaked. Well, I mean, how, how much the silhouette is affected by motion would probably have to be tweaked for vehicles. Otherwise, the cloak would be pointless on vehicles. Yeah, because vehicles' um, main thing is movement. You're able yeah, to move. They're, they're bigger. They would they would have probably more advanced cloaks, much closer to, um, you know, much more capable cloaks, more to the the tone of of a, a starship cloak. So, yeah, on that, just a total. I had to throw this in here. I've thought about it several times, but I've never actually written it on the forums. I, I can tolerate almost anything with a cloak, um, as long as it decloaks when it gets within a certain radius of another player. I've often thought that a lot of the drama associated with the cloaks and the scouts would have been fixed if you got within X number of meters of another player and you decloaked automatically, uh, just like you do in Eve, by the way. Uh, so, like, anyway, I just I had to add that because it was on the tip of my tongue. I'm sorry. I'll be fine with that if you could use equipment while you're cloaked. 
no. brought it up for uh for the LAVs and so much that like you know the scouts are the ones that get the uh, the fitting bonus to a cloaking device, and the labs kind of fit that uh, I guess comparison in vehicles, you know. Which is why the scout lab kind of existed, but wasn't really a scout. Um, I really like to see those things come back looking like actual scout vehicles. If you like, if you gave it a scanning sort of... bonus and a cloak and no gun, that would be legit. I would like to see some sort of probing device. Like you could have more accurate details in the area. Like say if there was like an AJV in the area, you could get like so like maybe like a scanning bonus and a cloak. No. <laughs> Uh, hold on, let me... Depl- deployable um, scanner, would, so to say. It would display it on your um, HUD, like, wherever it is, and then it will tell you all of its details or something on the lines of that. I haven't really thought this through yet. That's, that's so, clear, but I'm rolling with you on that, bro. <laughs> do you understand sort of what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I'm okay. Just, I'm just offering, though, You we, we also get caught... I do this, too. I get caught up in, like how it works in Eve versus how I wanted to work in dust. And the reality in dust is there's no such thing as E-War. And, you know, E-War and Eve is like orders of magnitude different than what it is in, in dust. Yeah. So, I know that it's like, yeah, I, four I, has I mean, more E-War than dust. That's kind of sad. So uh, now on that note, guys, let's, I do want to progress the discussion a little bit. Um, Iron Wolf brought up something. He's got a really cool thread that, that pull, he pulled up on the, the forums this week. I kind of want to, uh, Throw the form, throw the uh, the kind of conch over to him, if you will, uh, about HAV names and sort of a little bit of the you kind of the lore food that goes with how do you name vehicles, things, and stuff, um, and keep it in line with the New Eden sort of vibe. Um, Iron Wolf, would you mind talking a little bit about the thread that you put up and, and some of your thoughts? Uh, okay, basically, I sat down with Spiritati over the um when he started bringing these um new HAVs holes up and. Basically told him that hey, the Caldari vehicles are still badly misnamed because they're all named after weapons. Which, if you were to look, if you were a long-time player of Eve Online, Caldari have never named any of their vehicles after all um, weapons. It's always been after animals of sorts. This is something more of a Memetar thing. So it says, okay, fine, put a thread up, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it then. So here we are. So not only are we trying to rename all the Caldari ground vehicles. But also the potential future MR vehicles and also the new holes, such as the prototype and the um, advanced holes for the standard um, vehicles. So okay. there's a there's a whole lot of things we could potentially name. I mean, heck, we could possibly potentially name the War Barge class if we tried. So there's a lot of things to name, and I put up a really large list of um, ship names that have been used in Eve as a guideline for making up new names for Dust Five One Four things. And hope and gave guidelines as well. So there's there's a lot there's definitely lots of lore. There's definitely lots of um, background to a lot of these names that uh, people are suggesting and why it would fit with the um, certain race. And it's it's been a nice back and forth between some of the um, more crazier lore nuts. I had uh, submitted a thread that uh, Rattati actually re- reviewed it and said he liked. Uh, did uh, I know Iron Wolf checked it out and Sarai did, but did the rest of you guys? Now, can you throw a link to us? Uh, yeah, give me a second. Um, basically, what I named the uh, here, I'll just go ahead and get it. 
Hey, dude, as long as the uh, Mimitar guys uh, name their ships after dumpsters, uh, rusted metal, and gaffer tape, you've got my vote, bro. Um, <laughs> we discussed this in a Skype chat, but I still want Tiger as a Mimitar HAV, just because Nazis. All right, so for those that are, are listening and haven't ch- checked the, the, the link, uh, the, the ones, the names that I was most proud of, if I may, if you guys don't mind, uh, was the names that I came up with the Galente, because the Galente follow, from what I observed, is a lot of the mythological characters, Greek and Roman and what have you. So I did some research on my own and started looking up, you know, some pantheon and whatnot, and, and I found some Ro- some Roman get Roman get goddesses that fit very well with the whole tank thing, you know. Is that one? They're all they're all goddesses. So for the standard Gal- Galante tank is called a Veritas, which is the goddess of of. Uh, virtue and truth. The advanced is a Felicitas, which is a goddess of success and luck, but this is the one that I was most proud of, because the, the, the propaganda image was just classic. The, the prototype Galente was a Libertas, which is the goddess of, of freedom in Roman c- culture. And I was like, that is so Galente, you know, to li- liberate a city with, with a tank named after liberty. And, you know, this is just perfect. The uh, I, I'm looking at your list. It's actually so really good. Nonviolent, though. Well, the yeah, I, I so here's here's where I I do the 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 true. I'm gonna. I think everybody got a little bit of right stage. So I think your your Galente stuff on here, the Veritas, Felicitas, and Libertas. That's actually really good. Um, I look up at your Mimitar one. Generally, naming them after weapons works. I I personally voted for things like you know something like mace or you know, hammer or, you know, something more like, like a bludgeoning tool, which is kind of what a tank usually is. Um, I, I will have to say though, Godin has a point though. A lot of the, uh, like if you look at the Mimitar ship names, like how they, the, the taxonomy of their names, they tend to be, they follow three basic, they're actually the most diverse of any of the, the Eve ship naming conventions. So they basically follow, uh, either some sort of violent implement or violent act. Uh, like a, a weapon, a storm, or they follow animals, some animals, mostly cats. So the tiger would actually work there, uh, or they follow Norse mythology. So they actually have four sort of chart paths that you could work with. And so actually I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I like tank, I'm a tank enthusiast. So, uh, kind of, I do a little bit, of, used to do some tanking in my real job. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. How is a wolf a cat? I said most. Oh, okay. Pred- predatory and pack animals is what um, okay. oh, okay. generally go with. Go. Because there are, there are some animals that are not a predator, but they generally form herds, such as the mammoth. And that's why I Good said point. tiger. Cheetahs yeah. don't form herds. But tiger Never. would be throwing a salute to, hit, to Hitler, in my opinion. Well, I, a, a, a tiger tank. Come on. Yeah, tigers I, are badass. Though I, I so would, I guess, I'd have to say that historically, that was probably one of the most one of the most known historical tanks. So, if you if you want to say there was an homage to that, I could, I could see where there there might be some secondary or tertiary like, you, you know, sensitivity discussions with that. Uh, but I, I was just making doesn't, a statement that 
Doesn't the World of Tanks still use cool, Targers? Though. Of course yes. they do. Yeah. And War Thunder does too. They're badass things. It's like, it's how could you not put that though. in a World War II a, um, tank game? Why wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. All right, I, all right guys, I got it. So, like, all I was, my, my point only was that the Tiger would, from a from a naming convention standpoint, work work with the Mimitar. So I was trying to give Godin a, a you know a solid there. Um, I do have to say I got I got a beef with you about your Kaldari ones. Those are, I mean, I hate to say it, man, but those are those are kind of fucking gay though. Quail, <laughs> emu, and ostrich. Yeah. I, have, I was trying to think of ground-bound bird. bird. Would you? Would you? Let, okay. All right. Hold on. Let me let me work with you for a minute. So it doesn't have to be ground-bound. That's number one. Uh, it could be any number of different things. And I would also point out that there's more than a few mythological creatures that follow into the Kaldari naming convention. And for the record, for everybody that thinks they're like fucking space Japanese, there's exactly one ship name in Eve that has like a Japanese background, and that would be the Tingu. Um, Tingu's uh, disgusting, just saying. Yeah, well... Isn't that a cartoon character or something? With penguin or some nonsense? What the fuck? It's a Japanese mythological bird of sorts that um, has been known to... It's, well, it's, a mag- it's a magical being, which is a common word for demon in Jap- Japanese. But um, it's a tra- it's a transformative animal. Sure. You don't know what it usually looks like, but it, most people say it typically looks like a crane. So of that, like I was, I was, you could actually stay with the bird theme, or you could go with uh, what I was talking to Iron Wolf about earlier. Is if you look at the Kaldari, most of the missile boats, like the missile specialist line uh, in Eve, they're actually mythological dogs and hounds. Uh, so you could probably come up with a variety of different names that are associated with that. Yeah, you know, like I just Googled it and came up with like 50 uh, that are actually, some of them actually pretty good. Like, I mean, a tank called a Hellhound. Yo, what's up with that? I mean, that th- there's there's some there's some options there. I think you you could get away from things like quail, which is, well, is something I used to quail. Seriously, you put quail. Well, you're hey, disgusting. Well, like, I was, like I was saying, they're tanks. Tanks are groundbound. That's what I was trying to go for, you know. Anyway, yeah, I, 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 would, I, I didn't think of the, of the dogs. So I would, I would, I would actually rather we we go down the Michael Crichton, Crichton route and find dinosaur names, which are somewhat in line with being, you know, ancient birds. <laughs> good point. Good point. So any anyway, I'm, I'm just going to go and raptor. steal some names from World War II because those are just great names. Okay. What, what, what about those I, um, Amar names, though, that one of the p- posters put in? I thought that was I, pretty good. Well, I looked at yours. I thought Disciple was actually really, really good. Um, the the Missionary and Pilgrim, or Christian Missionary and Evangelist, not too sure about. Um, I didn't see the ones that... Iron Wolf, what were those, some of the ones that you had in your thread? I have quite a few, but the thing with the ones that I'm beginning is that we're arguing which who does it belong to, because um, a lot of these names have origins in Samarians and Babylonian. Which That's would okay. automatically, which will automatically defaulted to Glinty, but because they're sweet, they're all in the, because they're all in the same general area though. Is um some of these terms are used by the early um um uh, Jews and Catholics and um Christians, so it's um, it's really confusing. Have you is there a zealot? Yes, there's a zealot. Yes. Um, have you sold cruiser? I think it was. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I. That's like the weakest I've got in Eve. Is like I don't really have anything uh, Amarian. So, um, yeah. I, like, I, I don't, don't either, and I've been in for a long time. I just don't really do Amar. I, I just don't like the gold chips, man. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like lasers. 
Uh, yeah, lasers are pretty legit. Lasers can be really legit. I just legit. don't like them at all. I, I got to take two smalls. Didn't like them at all. Okay. That rhymes. But I, like, I, I like I like sort of the idea. I, I you know like disciple inquisitor. There's there's a bunch of different names you could probably throw what in there. Again, violent. This is a violent game. That that's not violent. Just saying. Unless you're talking about a Catholic that, priest. That's the other half of the um, equation is that we have to consider what these things are going on to. And if the, if you got like a pansy sounding name going to a tank, this like, doesn't yeah, like a quail. Right. Yeah, quail. All right, I'm just gonna accept that I'm never gonna let that down. That's pretty much accurate. You can we're go not. and mark that one down. I'm no, not laying well, that down ever. I think I think no. All right, so to kind of to kind of refocus this to to Iron Wolf's point, I think that that kind of goes back to it. And that was a little bit, by the way, where I came from the Amar their Mimitar thing. I, I liked the idea of naming them after weapons, but I, I think I thought mace and hammer or spear worked better than shiv and machete for a tank. So that like so I see exactly where you're coming from on that Iron Wolf. Um, I think you could probably pull up. You know, dare I say, you could call one a Templar. You know that I mean there there's a lot of that that would be the ultimate dust lore tie-in right there uh, that would work out and you could probably find other uh, other knight-like names uh, that you could probably work in there. It'd be the most cool the most like unusual called a hospitaler. Yeah, hospitaler. I was about to say that. <laughs> so Hellcat the... use. Mm. Uh, there's not exactly a Hellcat in Eve yet, but there are very similar ones. Uh, now, so, but anyway, like, like I, I, I did want to highlight the work that you were doing on this Iron Wolf because I, I am a big, I'm a big lore geek on the New Eden stuff, and, um, and that's one of the things that I, I kind of always wish that Dust had more was a much deeper, you know, kind of touch inside the New Eden uh, kind of lore stream, uh, but for for a lot of very understandable reasons, it didn't. So I, I like, I did want to highlight some of the work you were doing on this. Well, for anyone who wants to help out uh, with more additional names, I have the threads currently stickied in features and ideas under the name of Taxonomy of Dust 514 Vehicles. So pop in, leave uh, read through the threads, see what other people have posted, see if you can come up with something better. Yep. Well, so, I, I've put out mine too. Tiger for a Women's RHAV and Cat for something. I okay. just That would oh. be a good one for that... Um, Tank Destroyer map. Hey, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Who, who was talking just a second ago? The Pope comment? That was me. Yep, go ahead. I was just saying, as a kind of a little joke thing, I, I just want a tank named the Pope. No. Oh, I refuse. <laughs> Shut up. Get out. No. I want a tank named the Poop. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's what we call Madrigers nowadays, but hey. I call mine Maddie. Okay. All right. I think I think we've exhausted. All right, I'm going to call it now. I think we've exhausted the topic. Yeah, um, we have. So so we will we will drive on uh, to to the next point. So uh, I'm going to add. This is this is the part where I have a segue into something. You know, I, I don't know. I, I was I was looking. I, I there's a lot of other topics out there. Really, the biggest one is the PC one. I, I don't know that we want to get into that. We're about an hour deep right now. We were going to keep it a little bit short tonight. Um, did. I would recommend that we hold the PC topic until probably the next week. Uh, get a little bit more feedback about on. it the whole time. Well, yeah, there's, I mean, and the thing is, I, I, and I was talking to SMB about this before the show guys, but the bottom line is I, this is my personal feelings. I'd like to hear your guys on it. 
I'm kind of at the point where I would rather, let's just, whatever they're going to do, they're probably already doing it. Uh, and the feedback is going to be stuff on the margins that they change, if anything. So I would rather get it on the street and then give them six weeks worth of feedback and then let them work on it. Does that make sense? So yes. you're saying re- re- release release the product, do cr- crowdsourcing for six weeks, and, and then retool it? Basically. Yeah, probably, because correct me if I'm long, r- wrong, uh, Iron Wolf, I think last week you said that they were sh- in the process of shipping to Sony, right? Give or take, yes. And it, it, it should be a matter of time before we start hearing all... Um, about other things such as patch so, notes and all that. So, yeah, but here's my point: if they're already in the process of shipping or already have, that means whatever was going to be in phase one is already in phase one, and you're talking about changing stuff on the edges, on the margins, uh, with hot fixes. Well, the the backbone's priority in for it is is that all the front front face numbers can be changed up to the day of the patch, even after the patch, because they're all hot fixable. Right. So, and that, that's kind of my point: is like the the skeletons probably already baked in at this point so any crying about like the big like the big parts of it that that's probably not not going to be helpful at this stage and it's going to be more about what are you doing with the actual numbers and the uh like whatever modulation tools that they have on it in terms of what values they can change this is very similar to how they did bandwidth in my opinion is they put the bandwidth out and they're like yeah we'll work on bandwidth numbers at some point in the future, so maybe six months from now, they might fucking touch bandwidth and fix some shit, but who knows? But I think that's the point is like they just need to get it on the street because it's really hard conceptually to work through what all these impacts are uh, with with what we're getting right now. Yeah, I would have to agree with that. It is a very scary time for us that we're trying brand new things that haven't existed in the game before in any shape or form, and it's really hard to see all the consequences of it. We try to make, we try to stipulate about them all the time um, as a community and as CPM, but it's impossible to catch every single instance because players will always be smarter than the design. True. Yeah, I mean, um, you, can, you can design as much as you want, but you can't really truly break something until you let the players actually mess around with it because they're a lot better at it than, than the design team is. I'm sorry, go ahead and cut you off. Oh, no, no, no I just realized the tank just passed my house on a truck. Sure, it wasn't a Bradley. No, it, it, it it was. A, it, it looked like a Sherman. I, c- I couldn't really tell. Uh, it's probably not a Sherman. It's probably a quail. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, guys, it was an ostrich. The rooster. Nah, it, it definitely was a quail. It was oh, definitely no, 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 a pope. I totally, no, I got it. I totally see it now. I totally see it. So you need to get something in called the cockatrice. Okay, it's like a rooster. Oh, that, it's, it's a rooster that fucking turns you to stone, right? Okay, that's, <laughs> so that way everybody can say, "I just got gave the cock." <laughs> oh, <listen to> this. <laughs> this is too amusing. Okay, so this is just great. I, I did. I did not mean it, to be the real it would, but it I, would I be could not. Yeah, I could not walk away from that one. Um. So I, I, I do. I, I would like to actually kind of. Uh, pull this back into uh, into a tad of reality. Not that we ever really touch on that shit here, but um, I, th- I think at this stage, uh, what I'd like to do is kind of, if you guys have a a topic or a question, just any kind of open mic thing for uh, you know whatever you wanted to put on the table. We have some time here at this part of the show where we can kind of put that on sort of you know panel choice. You know anything that you wanna uh, you wanna throw out that we can have a, a quick lightning round style comment on. 
uh, I would like to kind of go that route. So what I would like to do is I'm going to open it up to the to Ocelot first. So you can throw out either a topic, a question, a statement, or whatever, and I'll go right down the line, and everybody makes a quick, uh, concise comment about it. You know, like keep it or coast it kind of thing, or do you like it? Why? You know, hey, that's stupid, or wow, that's best thing since you know sliced bread or whatever. Uh, so Ocelot, you're up first. Whatever you okay. want to throw out on the table. Uh. This is actually something that I made a couple of t- about today, but uh, it's the commandos, the very unloved, very uh, ostracized commandos. The um, what I posted about was ba- um, a basic Galente and a basic. If you stick one complex armor mod on the assault, it basically becomes as tanked as the commando while moving 0.7 meters faster walking speed and sprinting an entire meter per second faster. And the commando gives up this a grenade, uh, several modules, um, a larger hitbox, all this other stuff just to carry And it just seems completely ridiculous to me. We also sacrifice the speed that is so important to being able to move around the battlefield and get yourself out of danger so basically what i want to see done with the commando is more uh stamina uh to keep it on par and compat uh competitive drop suit and uh and some other stuff just a just a basic all-around buff because it it is in such a a crappy place okay um, you you were cutting in a little bit in and out, uh, but it sounds like you're you're basically highlighting uh, some of the significant sort of like baseline shortfalls of the commando suit, and you're looking, you know, basically to kind of to to bring it up uh, to to kind of energize a little bit. Is that right? Yes, exactly. Okay, so here's what we're gonna do. We'll start right at the top of the list with lethargic. Uh, what do you think? What do you think, man? I've Initial played, reaction. I've played commandos. Uh, Every single one but the MR, and he's right. The commando is extremely hard to play. Uh, you, you know, like an assault, it, it needs more speed, more agility, or more places to put more armor. Okay, bam. I don't play commando. I play heavy with a forge gun and uh, HMG, so I can't really comment, although I do uh, know of people talking about exactly the same thing, and they uh, tend to agree. And I'm not speaking from my personal experience because, again, I don't have any. Uh, heavy, heavy, heavy all the way. Yep, Roger that. Code? I think that the commando should be um, replaced by the command suit and the assault should become the commando. Okay. Uh, the, and, but I mean, better. You, yep, I got it. All right, Iron Wolf? Definitely the um, stats, slots, and bonuses all need to be looked at. Um, commandos need to be a little bit more independent. So it's, and there are definitely none of that. <laughs> okay. Um, and my thoughts, I, A, I would really like a command suit. I don't know that it has to be the commando, uh, but I've wanted a command suit and dust for a long time. B, I think the, the commando ultimately needs to have a role defined for it other than being a big, fat, slow assault uh, or weak heavy. Uh, and, and from that role definition, then you can figure out which way you want to tweak the suit to do whatever. Um, okay. Uh, Pokey. Uh, yeah, I think that the role of the commando is very similar to that of the assault. I'd like to see it defined a little in being similar, but different. 
but like, like uh, Oslop brought up, I think maybe more slots perhaps to match the Sentinels, a little more mobility, uh, probably a little more stamina. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think overall the Commandos are in a decent place. Like I, I like the direction they go. They just need to have a little bit more of it. So just a general buff overall would be would be solid. Okay. SMB. I, I'm, I'm assuming, by the way, you're about to say something about can you fit a rep, t- rep tool on a commando or dual wield rep tools. <laughs> uh, I wasn't going to say that, but what I was going to say is uh, get in line behind the lodgies, dude. We need to get that <laughs> fixed first. Okay. Zell? What was I doing? Okay. <laughs> and, and another incredibly, incredibly cogent comment from our uh, CPM1 rep, rep on the show. I was reading the Skype channel. I was, I was oh, completely... Completely lost. What am I doing? Say something good or bad about commandos. Um, commandos suck, and and they should really just be assault suits, and and that's that. And wow. Ocelot is Me now going to be on trying something. to put on something called a bounty system. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with Zell. How? Well, I just wrote that down. Okay. So now, in line with that, lethargic. What's your topic for the lightning round? Go. I was thinking about maybe having a module for AI turrets on your vehicle. Ooh, I like it. All right, Bam. Do you want me to ask my question? Because I will. Uh, in just a second, can you can you hit up on Lethargic real quick? Like thoughts on an AI system for small turrets and tanks? A, a module to be precise. Yeah. Module. Look, look again. I don't play tanks. I play a very very niche market heavy and a forge gun. And the thing I know about vehicles is the color they burn, and they burn the color of tears. Of many vehicle pilots dying miserably and sending me hate mail. So uh, yeah, um, I, I, whatever you do to it, I'm still going to kill it. So yeah, just enjoy. Work, Did work better, work less. I'll still kill it. Godin? dear fuck no, just no. Okay, all right, Iron Wolf. Players already hate AI killers in a lot of the games, and we don't need to be adding more stress to that. Okay, um, my my thoughts. I would like an AI turret, and I think if you skill it up, uh, it should be heavy skill investment, but it should be pretty lethal at its highest tier. And if people bitch about AI, then sounds that sounds like a them problem, not a game problem. Um, okay, Ocelot. Yeah, uh, I don't have any problems with that. I think there's some some balance issues probably that need to be addressed. Like I think I think it'd be super cool if it was kind of like a module that you activated in, as kind of a, a defense mechanism. Like, oh shit, there's a guy there. Let me turn on my turrets now, and and then they burn out after one clip or whatever. Um, and also, also I think that developing AI in general, kind of personally, I I'm looking forward to at some point whether it's in Dust or Legion PVE, and so I think developing AI is good for that. So, Okay. Uh, Tinfoil okay. hat moment. Uh, I'm about to say no because I think it devalues the value of uh, having multiple people in the same tank. I think it makes that less of an advantage, and I think it should be a big advantage to have three people in a tank, not just using AIs to fill the role. Okay. And SMB. Yeah, I'm kind of where uh, Pokey is on that as well. So. Cool. Cool. Try. As you do, buddy. All right, no problem. Bam Havoc, what's your topic for the lightning round? What's your question? I want to know why we aren't getting represented at um, eFanFest and why the CPM haven't been uh, sent to the uh, China Foray Summit because I'm looking at all these EVE guys and they're doing all their awesome bits and pieces and it is really good to know what the CP, CSM, should I say, is doing for the, the, you know, the EVE guys. Why can't I have that? Why can't we have that? 
That's what I would like to know. Well, okay. um, I, I I share your uh, I share your your. Uh, uh, it's actually sadness. a topic you brought up on the yes. chat we had um, yes. yesterday, believe it or not, Zoe. Yes, and that was actually that was a good chat. Yeah, um, for for. For, for the fucking life of me, for once, you and I agree on one or two topics, and that was one of them. Jesus Christ, something's happened to me. No. We we do need, you know, um, the summit is definitely something that uh, I, I wish we had um, already. I, it's one of those things that I think is the most uh, most effective at the beginning of the term. Um, and obviously, we're uh, way past talking about a summit for the beginning of the term at this point. Um but uh, I think it's very valuable to get to sit down with the developers and and you know be directly you know present in there. Um, I mean that being said, we, we with the devs we work with, we have gotten um, uh, you know a very very solid interaction and, and a very good uh, you know uh, communication between us. Um, I, I I get that, but let me but, put you uh, into perspective here. All right, just quick perspective. All right, I'm going to be going to FanFest uh, 2015. All right, yes. you're going to go, and yep. two or three others of the CPM going to go. Do you yeah, really want me rocking up to that round table with you guys, JC, and a few devs, and all of us talking about Dust? I think not. I, I'd like some more representation um, of the Dust community at the FanFest. I really would. Can well, we get CCP to get you guys all across there? Surely it would be cheaper than sending you all to freaking China. God, haven't they got that, that sort of mindset yet? Aren't we worth it? I, I think that it would be, um, you know, after after the, the state, there was a statement about uh, CPM Zero's uh, kind of sort of summit at, at, at around VanFest and it being, you know, uh, very much of a, a disservice to the concept of a summit. And I, I think that uh, trying to, um, you know, pitch that as a summit solution isn't isn't the way to go. Um as far as at FanFest, my, my personal inclination is that uh, um, we've had two awful keynotes, and I don't really want a third awful keynote. And um, I would rather that CCP, when they're ready to say something, that they just come out and say it publicly online, rather than, um, you know, like, what you know, what, what would it been like if, if uh, instead of getting the roadmap like three months ago, or two, mo- two months ago, two months ago, I think it was, um, if... Uh, you know, CCP had just had the roadmap and we'd seen it, but they'd said, well, this is something we're going to roll out at this big, big fan fest keynote. So we're not going to tell anybody for two or three months. You know, that's, that's, I don't want a fan fest keynote because the, the notion of trying to get stuff to announce at fan fest means there's stuff you're not telling people before fan fest. Um, and I just, I, I don't think we need that sort of, um, layer of, of marketing um, on top of dust right now. So I, I've, I, I normally would probably just proceed on with this, but I've got to, I have to say this. So what you're ultimately saying is you don't want bad announcements at fan, fan fest. What I think most people would like is a progressive or positive announcement at fan fest. And then well, part no, two, because, again, if, you're, if you've got a positive announcement at fan fest, you probably have been holding it longer that, than okay. the day you announce now, it. I will, I will also point you to EVE, which is the other significant property of CCP. They are pretty steadily releasing news about EVE that they easily could have held for FanFest but didn't. That doesn't mean they're not going to talk at FanFest and say, and, and perhaps have something in their pocket there, but they are putting out a lot of information right now. Like traditionally, like announcing new ships and stuff like that, which they did this week, 
uh, they would have saved that for FanFest based on the timing of it, but they didn't. So I would just offer that you, you can actually have a positive announcement at FanFest and you can have open communication. They're not mutually exclusive. I, from my understanding, the ship they announced is one that they intend to push out before FanFest. Uh, perhaps. So yeah. that would, it, that would it, not it make sense be, to be able to hold it. It will be until out before FanFest. FanFest. Um, but okay. I, think that, I think that you will find it that um, there will be a, a pretty significant list of things that um, announced at FanFest Eve side that were and, under NDA. Not that I would so, know what they are because um, CCP doesn't tell us about Eve stuff. But No, but I, I think my point is you're, you're, you're creating a false argument where you think that like the only announcement that Dust can ever have is bad. No, I'm saying that a good announcement should be announced immediately rather than being held to be a FanFest announcement. Um, and again, you're also creating a false argument where you say that you know having a not having positive and least at least consistent communication is mutually exclusive from having some formal presence or at least a recognized presence at well, FanFest. There, there will be a formal presence. There should you know as they said, there should be um, uh, uh, Rouge and Rotati and Frame um, should all be there, and um, there should be roundtables that will be on the schedule. Let me, Jake, um, let me ask you a question. When we get let, me ask, the, let me ask you a yeah. question. Did you or did you not? Are you not the same guy that uh, lamented the fact that more people in Eve don't realize that Dust is still actually a game that is being played? Yeah. Um, so, all right. Now, if that is true, what is the number one way that you you cure that? Some dude goes on stage for about like ten minutes and gives a, "Hey, here's what we've done in the last year since last Fan Fest. Big change. That would solve all that, wouldn't it?" I, I, Even I don't think that's the way to go now. Um, this year. No, I don't um, think that would be a good idea. Why not? Oh, no, hold I'll, on. I'll, no, no, no. Stop. That's right. Okay. Tell me why I, not. I think I think that what you need to because nobody because just because you put it there does not mean someone's going to go see it. And I don't think there's enough people who are particularly interested in dust right now to to go to fan that will go to FanFest and you're see not, you're, it not, you're not you're not you're not listening to the point. So they uh, don't they webcast it. Um, aren't aren't yeah. you the one that was um, saying that you're, you're but I mean, that we, you were upset like, that the folks some, on some the, of the round, side, not the yes, dust but side, you're not, you're, you're, no, no, you're making, <laughs> you're, you're pulling together things that don't make any sense and trying to assume no, I'm, that I'm that's actually, the only way to do I'm things. actually saying the words that you said to us on this show last you week. Want, the round tables are things that some get streamed, some yep. do not. What you cut off. I'm not talking about a round table. But, and that's your problem. It sounds like it's your problem, but no, okay. No, because you interrupted me. Is... There is there is no sense in having a a, a, a big announcement at FanFest when you can be posting this stuff online. There are better avenues to do to communicate to players of both Dust and Eve. I think that includes having an actual roundtable where people who are there can actually ask questions about the topics that they want to know and maybe even potentially um, weasel some information out that might not have mm-hmm. otherwise been through some sort of PR process. And I think that if you want to let Eve players know, the way to do that is to um, is is to communicate about our updates on Dust in a forum that has been sadly neglected on the Eve side, which is the Dust Five One Four Information Portal. And how many Eve players do you think would know to even look there? Um, there's this wonderful All thing. All the that, ones that hate us. <laughs> here, here's the here's the thing. If you um, if you use the Eve forums, which I take to assume you do, um, I am guessing that at a certain point you've probably done what I assume most Eve players do when they go on the forums, which is click that fancy um, tab called Dev Posts, which shows every blue post regardless you, of um, 
Do you actually think that most Eve players would actually go to a post in the Eve form in the dust? Or I guess the dust sub form, I guess is the right way to if describe it. If, if you even are on the Eve forums and you hit the dev post tab looking for Eve news and you see, whoa, there's a dust there's there's a dust release coming out soon and there's patch notes for it. And, you know, that's something that you're going to see. Maybe you don't click on it. Maybe you don't care. But you can't say, oh, dust is dead. There, you, isn't you know that the, game shut down? You know what the last the blue tag that posted in the dust form was on Eve? Yeah, it's horrific. It's It's old. No, it wasn't. It was this week. You know, you know what it was about. It was What's about that? Valkyrie. I have not actually been on the dust forums. Or Fucking forums shocker! I've been on the dust forums, not the Eve forums. <laughs> Dude, I don't. Holy I don't, shit! I don't. The next time you fucking Eve. open your mouth and you want to try to try to school somebody, try doing your fucking homework, dude. Jesus Christ! I'm gonna go look right now. Dude, that was as bad as the Retidy burn. All right. Yeah, let's so, the before, burn before we go crazy on this. All right. Yeah, by the way, that total I totally didn't see that one coming. That was one of the better form form <laughs> zaps I've it, seen in a while. Dev, where's the dev post in the um, it's, uh, in the dust information portal? It's it's about a guy asking for Valkyrie and, and Legion information. Or and he's and he was asking I think actually asking if there's gonna be something at FanFest. I'm I'm looking at the Dust Information Portal page and there is no blue posts above the lock barrier. And in fact I'm on page two, I still don't see a blue tag. I'm still trying to reload it. Are you sure you're not thinking of the Valkyrie information portal for? Uh, I know the post was asking about Legion. Hang on. Because if it turns out it's not there, after all that crud you just gave me. Yeah, then I'll say my bad. And you know what? I'll still point out the fact that you're a jackass. Should have said. Uh, yeah, there, there, there was a, uh, there's a Valkyrie Dust and Eve thread on the Eve portal, and there's another Legion Valkyrie thread on the uh, Valkyrie portal. There's a, there's a lot on the yep. Valkyrie portal, just nothing on the Dust portal, which I mentioned has not been updated in a yep. very long time. No, you're right. But again, I go back to your point. You could go back to the dev post, and you can find anything that says, curious about e, you know, Legion slash Valkyrie would like to know some things. And and again, I'll even help you out on this one. As I look through Michael Epic, and he's on the dust forums, right? I've seen his name before. Let's see. He's going down the line, and he's asking a lot of actually pretty decent questions. Actually, just what we talked about. And CCP, God, I can't there's, say this dude's name. There's nothing in here Kara. about about Legion or Dust in here. It's Karak. He's he's a Valkyrie yep. dev. Um, so he he can't really answer anything about no uh, yeah that's yeah no I'm totally with you but my point is like even if I do clicked on anything that said Legion dust or whatever right now they're not finding anything on the e forms right right someone should so be then why out there. well yeah but I I would also offer that most people probably aren't they probably give a flying fuck about any of that shit if you're on the e forms there's probably a few of us over there but not many. So where else would you want to get the information out? Perhaps like the number one location that that all Eve players pay attention to, like FanFest. Like that is where news gets gets put out by CCP. Is it not? Yeah, like big down the line things, which is what I was going to um sort of suggest that instead of putting out like news that that stuff is going to be coming out within like the next maybe three six months do stuff like after that like big things that might come down down the line you know it might get changed they might not who knows but it will maybe come and they're just talking about it and then they could put up like forum posts to like sort of talk about it you know 
Yeah. Okay. I'm responding. I'm sorry. I'm trying to type and hit the hit the talk button at the same time. So to Iron Wolf Saber, well played. Yes, the lightning round is still on, and I apologize for derailing it. Uh, so we'll go into <laughs> we'll go into a, into, a, into a speedier lightning round. Um, let's see, Godin, anything you want to put out on the table, real quick? Um, I am your overlord. All of you. That is all. Man, Cat Mercs is still whooping you on that ending. Lies! Okay, alright. Iron Wolf? Wait, are we doing lightning round or shoutouts? I'm, I'm trying to do both at the same time, only out of, out of the interest of time. Okay, Actually, well, yeah, lightning round, because yeah, we're, we're going to go through this real quick, and then we'll just start our shoutouts. Vehicle equipment. I, I'm sorry, say again? Vehicle equipment. Ooh, good one. Good one. Sure, Lethargic? Sure. Yes, please. Bam. I know you, you've got a forge gun. I got it. Godin? <laughs> yeah, as I said, forge gun, sure, die. sure, sure. Okay. Um, I actually like the... I, I, that's a, I had not thought about that before. It sounds cool. Um, Pokey? Um, I'd like to see more detail uh, of your thoughts. But so make a thread, but it sounds interesting. I already know what it is. I say sure. Yep. And SMB? Uh, random thoughts. Um, I want team deploy. If you support team deploy, speak up, get on the forums. Uh, very excited about war barges. I can't wait to have a war barge. That's amazing. And I'm going to fan fest. So if you're a dust bro, uh, find me on the forums, find me on Twitter, just, just find me and, uh, let's set up a big dust meeting and get some beers together guys. So you and I can have Icelandic KFC, bro. Seaweed nice. fishy bird, yeah. Can't wait. Can't wait to eat the skull of a goat or whatever the hell they eat over there. Oh <laughs> my god. I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and call that that this this is very indicative of the show. So that's awesome. S and B best uh, lightning round ever. Um, r- dumb question. So Soraya, you and S and B are both going. Iron Wolf, are you going? No, I'm too poor to afford it this year. Okay. Um, there's I believe there's there's four CPM going. I think. Who's, who's the other one? Cross is going. Oh, oh, Cross is going. Ah, oh, that's cool. So it'll be Cross, Soraya, and Zell and Zatara. No, Denny, um, the fanboy. Oh, Denny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Denny. what was I thinking? I shouldn't on that. Sorry. Did he tell you what costume he's going to be in? I'm not joking either. By the way, I'm, he he does do cosplay for this. Oh, he's he's bringing something else this year too. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I I don't know if he's uh, if he's doing costume this year i do know he he has something else he's, he's working on so um, are you are you guys gonna follow are you guys gonna do the costume thing with him oh god no i can't i, I can't do costumes i think he's cosplaying gay, as a i'm uh, going as bad dad dude shit get your uh, shit together <laughs> fucking do it i just got a message from denny he says he's going as a whale tank so look out for it oh if my god i would go i would go in what i would think a pilot suit would look like yeah so the member tart light suit okay lies Look at it. It has an oxygenator and everything. I, no, I that's not what like I think a, a pilot suit would look like. I should buy like no. a Star Citizen t-shirt or something and wear that it at the FanFest. Just that would be fun. That would be really good. Like, you have some sort of, you know, if there's any sort of opportunity they have CPM on the, uh, in, you know, in front of a camera, I'm sitting there with the Star Citizen t-shirt. <laughs> that would be kind of like how uh, Lars Ulrich went on uh, God, the Grammys with a Napster t-shirt. That was fucking hilarious. I could totally see that. Oh my god, the lightning just struck me. I think I just equated Zell to somebody cool. Holy shit. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Zell's not cool. What are you Zell talking about? Zell oh. is the font of the CPM, if you didn't know. No, he's not. He's not cool mm. at all. I'm getting more drunk. This is sweet. So, 
All right. So in the credibility credibility slippage department, SMB is tanking quickly. Um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so real, real quick, guys, like Zell, your your um, your pitch comment question, whatever you want for the lightning round, and then we're going to jump into a, like a blazing um, set of shout outs. Comment, I, I, I loved and adored a particular Rotati post in the half thread, and that's that's all oh, I've got okay. for it. You all know what it is. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So on that note, now we're going to actually do shout outs, and we're going to roll through this with a quickness. So lethargic shout out. Uh, to Roman eight three seven, just hoping he's excited about this new PC thing. Sweet, Bam! Any shoutouts other than beer and bacon? Uh, uh, uh well, but beer and bacon is definitely part of it. Um, just thanks to you guys for letting me be on the show and uh, causing trouble as always. Uh, yeah, thanks, beer and bacon for life. Yeah, and and thank you for Sir Manboy for uh, confirming Dust Five One Four on the PS Four. Cheers, bro. That is not true. That's bullshit. I'm I'm tweeting it now. <laughs> okay. Um. Let's see. Goten. Okay. Um. Shout out to my mom because she got me a piece of chocolate for my foot because my foot's like throbbing right now. Um. Shout out to quails. Shout out to reverse mermaids and shout out to all you motherfuckers. Sweet. Okay. Um. Iron Wolf. I'd like to give a shout out to all the people who have been um, contributing to the taxonomy thread, uh, especially uh, True Adamants and Almina Longstride. And it's it's been a lot of work just trying to get all these things listed. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's see. Ocelot. Uh, shout out to yourself, Jay, and the Biomass Show for letting me uh, come on here today. And uh, shout out to Savage Bullet, my corporation. Cool, man. All right. Uh, SMB. Now you can say something randomly. That would work well. I just got a couple of shout-outs. A shout-out to Iceland. I'm coming, sucker. I'm coming for you. And uh, I also want to give a shout-out to Godin's mom. So, thanks. Okay. Thank you for giving a shout-out to my mom. Oh, God. Okay. All right, Zell. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give uh, uh, one of my shout-outs to um, uh, actually Bam for uh, yesterday's uh, interview thing. I think he said he's posting that uh, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow at around ten o'clock GMT. Yes. Okay, so that's that's a thing, and um, just uh, my usual shout out to the um, uh, Podside folks for uh, letting us uh, abuse and uh, their their server when they're not using it. So. Oh, cool. Um, Pokey, are you up again? Yeah, I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, shout out to Jay and Zell. I like it. Mommy and Daddy fight. It's entertaining. And shout out to Reverse Mermaids for Hinox. Oh my god! I, gave I was wondering where that came from. Yeah. You can't do two, bro. You just can't. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, let's see. Shoutouts for the week. Shout out to CCP Rotati for, uh, I guess, just kind of wagon training the uh, the game of Dust Five One Four together a little bit further. Um, and shout out to Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes. Schwarzen- Schwarzenegger, right now. What, what are what are we shouting out to the governor for? Because I'm 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 looking I'm 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 wanting to see some time travel action so that we can go somewhere and figure out what the fuck is CCP doing with Legion and Dust. Uh, I, so I told you, bro. I, just I want told to you. So man, bro. boy gave me put. You know, he, he gave you the spilled the beans, bro. That's what no, I'm for. PS4. He spilled it, the beans, bro. 
in, in you all, can hear in, about it tomorrow when I post all, it. In all Small honesty, I, I like no seriously. It, like my my shout out is is to Rattati. We do that a lot. I mean, but mostly because he he truly is really driving a lot of the game right now. I think, um, or at least he certainly is publicly. So uh, hats off to him. Hats off to the CPM that are still participating in and being CPMs. Uh, and even though that uh, I think they're definitely in a role that was different than what was envisioned uh, when when they first got elected, I suspect. Uh, at least that's kind of what, what the feel is. Uh, hats off to the ones that are actually still participating on a consistent basis uh, because we know that you're actually doing some work. Even if we don't always agree with you and we think that you're mildly fucked up sometimes, uh, we do appreciate the work you do. At least, at least I do. So <clears throat> with that. Thank you. I, I did say you. Um, sure, but you implied, Zell. No, I, I was talking about Croc. Had a lot of there's there's times you can just you can just um say you know you can just uh detect who's being uh, mentioned, and I'm like you know you know um just to say, Bam had a had a question um yesterday about uh why why the CPM trolls, and I'm like, and he was asking you know every, each each CPM member there, and I'm just like, oh, that one's for me. I also asked the question is why don't the CPM play Dust 514 anymore? That was meant for somebody else who didn't oh. pitch up. Yeah, that, oh, that we pro- all felt that one. That probably could be meant for more than one. <laughs> Not me. One specifically. That's true. <laughs> okay. So a uh, certain pilot. No, no, that that's that that's all fair. But uh and and in all honesty, like uh, you know, I, I don't I don't question generally the people's work that are that are continuing to work. Uh, like I said, I I do I agree I agree with some and disagree with others. It's all about the, the perspective of the player. Um, so that's just just thoughts there. But anyway, guys, we really appreciate. But we had a packed house tonight. But really appreciate everybody that uh, there was on the broadcast. We have a few that are up in the listening room. Uh, so definitely appreciate all you guys that have been downloading the show. It's it's a lot of fun to do this. It's it's kind of aggravating to do it sometimes. Uh, like most podcasts, but that's just kind of how these things work. Um, it will, I think it will be more interesting as the months go on and uh, as if CCP is continuing to hit their release marks, there's going to be a lot of things that will be of interest to talk about. Uh, so that is one of the good things is I was looking forward to maybe the next few months in, in the show and in sort of what could be getting laid out. So you never know, guys, we might see an actual... Um, you know, a revive of dust, if you will. Uh, so it's, it is one of those things where it's just really difficult to tell what's going on, but I kind of like the direction we're going. I just wish that there was a way that we could bring perhaps more people into the game uh, long-term, but without knowing what the long-term is for the game, it's really hard to do that. So uh, guys, we're going to bring episode 38, nine ish to a close. 38. You were, you were good. 38. No, yeah. well, I kept I kept going back to like I couldn't remember if it's thirty nine or thirty eight, but um, so we're going to call episode thirty eight to a close. And again, appreciate everybody coming on, and we appreciate all the downloads on iTunes, guys. So thank you, good luck, and good night. Blub. <laughs>